Yep, that's right. Two days in a row you get to hear my, well, let's be honest, annoying voice before the music even begins. And why? For the same reason as yesterday. It's Draft Guide Week at hoop-ball.com, and as of this very moment, the Draft Guide is on sale. Went on sale Friday morning, in fact, and it is on mega cheap discount for just Friday, Saturday, and Sunday only. This podcast, let it serve as a reminder that as of early this morning, the Draft Guide on sale, $13.99 is the price. It's the lowest it will ever be. It goes up on Monday. It'll go up again before final buzzer, weeks, months from now. And even if you use coupons down the line, you will never get it lower than $13.99. The coupons might get you to $14.99 or $15.99. But this weekend is the lowest price. Coupons, no coupons, whatever discounts you might be able to pull out of your hat that the draft guide will ever be. In addition... Because the draft guide is on discount, that means everything else is on discount. You can get what we're calling affectionately the pro package, which is the draft guide and the full season membership at HoopBall. That's called Game Time Premium now. Those are on a combined discount. You can get those two things combined with the early Brewski 150. Remember, the B150 comes out on October the 7th. It gets added to the draft guide. But if you want to get it two weeks earlier... There's a package for that, too. That's called the Champions Package. This weekend, the cheapest price for any of those three packages. This is the lowest it will get. This is your chance. If you wait, it'll be more. We'd love it if you bought it later, too. That's fine. But if you want to get it at the lowest price possible the entire season, draft season, I should say, the Draft Guide, the Pro Package, Champions Package, this weekend only, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, by Monday, it'll be over. The sale will be over. It'll go back up to a normal price. 400 player profiles, team breakdowns, articles, mocks, dynasty coverage, ADPs, and then, of course, the B-150 on October the 7th in the draft guide. Get it now. Go to hoop-ball.com. You can find it there. Easiest way to find it is to follow Hoop. Ball Fantasy on Twitter. An automated email went out first thing this morning. Hopefully you guys got a copy of that. And if you have any questions, there's a lot of ways to get in touch. Support at hoop-ball.com. You can send us an email. We'll get you the information that way. At Dan Bespris, at Hoopball Fantasy, at Hoopball Tweets. Whatever you want to do, whatever you need to find, we will help you get there. And we have a beautiful landing page. A beautiful landing page this year for the first time ever. We'd love it if you guys check that out. Even if you don't buy anything, you can tell us how lovely the landing page is. Okay, that's it. That's the promo for this morning. Massive, massive, massive props and thank you. Go to the entire HoopBall back-end staff. Chris and Thomas working on the tech side. Brew, Mike, who we affectionately know around here as Panda, Eric, and the entire editing team, the writers, the editors, to get this thing out by Friday, unreal. I mean, you guys, you're not going to believe the type of stuff that, that's in this thing. 400 player profiles. I mean, who the hell knows about 400 players? I don't. That's why I do a podcast, because I can cleverly say, oh, yeah, let's go along to the next thing. All right, three and a half minute promo done. Enjoy the show. Adrian Coach coming up right now.
The following is a hoop ball presentation. Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. We are back. Hello and welcome to Fantasy NBA Today. My name is Adrian Benjamins and I'm joined by Coach. And this episode is brought to you by Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Get some delicious coffee. Taste that Kona difference. Head over to HawaiianIsles.com and Amazon and get some coffee. Coach, how are you doing? Yo, Adrian, how are you, my man? Good. <laughs> I'm a little hoarse tonight, so uh, I apologize for, uh, I've got some type of allergies grabbing me, and uh, they are, are giving me a, a real tussle, but uh, other than that, doing great, man. I can't believe a week went by this fast. I'm, it's uh, Time just rolls. It rolls by. It, man, the weeks are flying by. Actually, I'm gearing up. I got a big fantasy football draft this Saturday. We go over to my buddy's house to draft. We have a big barbecue. He uh, He's going to smoke some brisket, and we play horseshoes and cornhole. We make a full day of it. It's amazing. So I'm trying. You know, I am nowhere near as tuned in and knowledgeable on football like I am in hoops. So, Coach, literally I just started this week cram all these fantasy football pods and looking at rankings because I don't want to – you know, I don't want to be that guy that's going to draft like DeMarcus Cousins in a real draft, right? <laughs> like, I don't want to do that in football. Like, so I want to make sure I know who's healthy, who's not. So anyways, coach, I'm a little bit out of it. Luckily, luckily we're kind of in the slow, we're still in that slow period of the NBA. So we thought we would talk about a couple things. And one of the things we want to talk about was Team USA and coach You've been very vocal about your support for Team USA. They have gotten a lot of criticism, and I know you have uh, definitely been on the other side supporting Team USA. So I want to kind of get your thoughts on the team, Coach. What do you think about what's going on with them? Well, it was uh, the first scrimmage was today or yesterday, I guess, in Australia since we're like a, a whole day off from from over there. And uh, – I, they, it was a big deal in Australia. That was the the largest uh, crowd ever to to view a game uh, there. Fifty one thousand uh, took the game in, which is really impressive for just a, a exhibition game. So it's you know it's a big deal all over the place. I know you know everybody sort of downplayed it a little bit this year, and everybody will get into it next year with the Olympics. But this team has a lot of intrigue, and and they came out today in this scrimmage after you know all this travel and everything and uh really played well uh they they won by 16 uh coach pop sort of you know getting somewhat of a rotation going i mean everybody got some minutes but uh sort of seeing who the, the key guys are uh they also named team captains uh this evening which i thought was uh a little surprising but wonderful uh kemba walker and believe it or not, Marcus Smart are the two team captains for Team USA, which, uh, which you know, those guys get after it. So I can see why Pop wanted to go that direction. 
But just a quick summation of the game. Um, you know, Walker's obviously the go-to guy. He poured in 23. Uh, but, you know, you had just a, a ton of good support. Miles Turner with a terrific 15-13 and 13 game. Uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell uh, had 13, Jalen 11, Kuzma 12, and Jason Tatum 11. And then just everybody else chipped in with a few buckets here and there. But starting to look like, you know, he's uh, coming up with a, a rotation. You know, obviously Mitchell and Walker uh, are going to be key. Uh, looks like Jalen Brown, you know, Kuzma Tatum, Turner and Harris are also getting main minutes uh, in the rotation. So they're looking good. They've got another scrimmage with Australia on Saturday. And then um, the schedule came out for pool play uh, for when it begins on September 1st. Then um, we played Team Croatia and then Team Japan. Um, and so it's, you know, it, our bracket looks like it should be winnable. And I think the team's coming together well. And, uh, you know, again, with Coach Pop in charge, uh, I feel really good about it. So, you know, stay involved with it. For those on the forums, we're starting to get some, you know, just people chattering, giving opinions, and, you know, uh, following what's going on. So, go Team USA. So, I got an interesting question for you. So, we've seen some guys drop out of Team USA. Two guys who I thought were um, a really good choice for the team. One, uh, Trey Young, and two, De'Aaron Fox. And, you know, we're hearing some rumblings that they... Uh, didn't like that I think in De'Aaron Fox case you know we saw Derek White get a lot of run ahead of him in that Spain scrimmage we know that Derek White has that connection with uh, Greg Popovich so and then the flip side to that too I think Trey Young as well there was another guard um, who got more minutes over him so I think both guys kind of decided like hey you know if we're gonna play six minutes off the bench and not really get the run um, will sit out do you think you know I think maybe coach what coach pop is doing is he's kind of not really going off of who's the best player on an individual basis or who's the biggest star but just more like who's the best fit for this team and I think you know maybe that's why pop decided to give more minutes to guys like Derek White or Marcus Smart or um so I don't know what, what like what are your thoughts on that? Do you do you think it was a bad thing that we lost Trey Young and De'Aaron Fox on that squad, or do, are you fine with the current squad that they got? Well, the the biggest reason I've been jumping on this so much and been all over Twitter and our forums like crazy. Uh, and you know, let me give a shout out to uh, by the way. You know, this is a big deal around the world in basketball, and uh, I I received several. Twitter followers this week from Serbia that listened to our show last week, and uh, they're I'm sure they're listening again this week, and they just wanted to. We had mentioned that uh, the Serbia coach uh, was talking trash about USA, God help them, this and that, and <clears throat> I didn't know who the Serbia coach's name was. Well, I found out from our wonderful followers and listeners now that have joined in on Twitter 
uh, what an accomplished player and coach he is over there and very well respected. And just have had a lot of good, you know, banter. Uh, there's a lot of great fans around the world that love the game. And, you know, I've, I've spoke about this with them on Twitter this week as well as I, I love what Pop's doing here because he's, again, when you try to put an all-star team together is what this is, and you try to just get all all-stars that are alpha dogs that need to shoot 20 times, you're in big trouble. You need your role players that are going to do what needs to get done to, to get it finished. So that's not a problem. The, the issue that with these guys dropping out that people need to, that, that just don't understand whatsoever, and, uh, you know, I've, re, I've talked about a little bit on the show, but let me just go into it so that, you know, there's a, a premise and everybody understands really what, what it's about is the commitment to play it needs to be done ahead of time for some of these guys because you're talking about, you know, this tournament doesn't start till September. They're across the world as far as they could get over in Australia. Then they'll be in China. So they're going to bump into about two weeks before the, the, uh, the preseason games open by the time they get back. So that's an exhausting, uh, you know, haul and a big commitment for these guys. And here's, here's the issue. FIBA moved it after, since 1950, they've always been two years separate from the Olympics. For some reason, they chose to, and, and FEMA makes a lot of poor decisions, in, in my opinion, but they chose to do it the year before the Olympics. So, you know, by rights, you can't ask these guys to give a full year round, two years in a row. Uh, it's, just, it's just too much to ask with the travel and the commitment. So a lot of these guys dropped out because they either weren't 100% well. For example, Trey Young had a pretty bad eye infection, and he was just concerned about getting healthy and right for the season. And then a lot of these other guys, the same thing. They just, you know, I, you know, I don't think they were prepared uh, for this type of commitment as much as they want to be part of USA Basketball. And so, you know, it's not as much as they dropped out because they didn't want to play or represent their country, it was commitment to their team and their contracts and, you know, what they have to do with their NBA team. So I think, you know, as, as I stated last week, I think you'll see this FIBA tournament become sort of a under 23 uh, type thing for the guys that can be prepared ahead of time, like the Bagleys and Youngs and De'Aaron Foxes to play in this type of situation and the big boys won't even mess around with it and then for the olympics then you'll have the anthony davis and lebron's and those guys playing that so that seems to be the trend right now i don't think there's any negative feeling going or there's any lack of you know what the media is trying to make as this not being a big deal because it is and uh, the team that we have is terrific and i think we're going to get in there and we're going to win the championship so I agree with you. I really like this team. I think they get unfair um, criticism, but I do want to talk to you just real quick. One, this is this will be our little last thought on Team USA, and then we'll move on. Uh, we'll move on to the rest of the show, Coach. There was a Ringer article that I know you did not like that asked the question: Is this the worst Team USA in modern history? And Coach, I know that did not 
sit well with you, that question. That did not – I know it really struck a chord. You had strong feelings um, against that question because you you are in, you are really like this Team USA. I do too. But, Coach, I got to ask you, do they kind of have a point in that when you're just comparing – roster individuals to previous teams i mean it's clear that this team lacks the name and star power than the previous teams let me give you an example coach 2016 you had jimmy butler durant lowry derozan kyrie irving clay thompson a healthy demarcus cousin paul george i mean you got like 10 all-stars on that roster right Way back, going way back in 2004, you got Allen Iverson, Dwayne Wade, uh, Mello in his prime, LeBron again, uh, Sean Marion back when he was the Matrix. uh, I mean, so when you are just comparing rosters by themselves, just guys, would you kind of agree that this may be just name star power wise the worst in the modern era, maybe the worst team USA. I'm not saying they're bad, Coach. I'm just saying when you compare them to the other Team USA teams, would you say that this is maybe the thinnest, worst of them? I would say that it, it's not really fair to compare because the Olympics are next year. And again, that, that factors into everything. Those other teams you mentioned were two years out for the Olympics. And, you know, there's also a bunch of players through the years that I could go through that Lamar Odoms and on and on and on of guys that weren't exactly the top of the crop. So I get it. You know, this is not our strongest team in that sense, but this team is, is, is very solid. I think they'll be very competitive. And I think, again, you'll see the younger group playing in FIBA going forward. And then, you know, the the guys, like you mentioned, playing in the Olympics. Yeah, and you know, Coach, I almost kind of felt like it was a blessing in disguise. We didn't come out with, like, Harden and Westbrook and all the major stars because I think it's going to be more competitive. I still think we're the number one team and we're going to win this FIBA champion, this World Cup or whatever it's called. Uh, I still think we're going to win. I think we're the number one ranked team, but I do think it makes it a little bit closer. I I like this team. I mean, you still got some great stars with Kemba, uh, Donovan Mitchell. So um, I think... I think this team's going to do great, and uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing some international ball um, coming up. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, Coach. I do and, and you know what? It's it's better for world basketball. It's better that we go out there and maybe struggle and win a game by 8 or 10 as opposed to going out there and rolling somebody by 40. I mean, I think it's good for some of these other up-and-coming basketball programs in some of these countries so it's 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 good for basketball all the way around uh but you know uh i'm i'm looking forward to the end of it to you know go back and say you know this this team really did a great job and i i think they will next topic up we wanted to touch on the los angeles lakers uh coach devastating injury for demarcus cousins uh who had his third major injury and I think just within two years and um, 
Lakers now kind of scrambling to find a center. Coach, this is a big loss for that team. Uh, you know, DeMarcus Cousins as a third or fourth option on the Lakers team would have been um, perfect, would have been outstanding. I think he would have done really well there. I really think this is a big blow for the Lakers, especially when we talk about how tight this uh, race is looking like for the Western Conference uh, with the Clippers being strong. Utah, you know, is up there now. And uh, um, I still think the Warriors are going to be in the mix. So this is a big blow for the Lakers. Now, we're hearing rumors that they have individual workouts with guys like Dwight Howard, Joakim Noah, um, I believe Mo Spates, Marcin Gortat. So, Coach, want to get your thoughts. Um, what do you think the best options are for the Lakers right now? Well, first of all, I, I want to chime in with the, the Cousins news. I, it's just really devastating, you know, for him. You know, can he come back from the, this third injury and being out this long? I mean, he may never be back. And, you know, the other thing is he never cashed in on a, on a big con long-term contract. So, you know, it's – and obviously I doubt that's going to happen at this point. So really sort of shocking and uh, – and disappointing for him, but I hope he's able to get back to at least compete again. Um, as far as the Lakers go, you know, there's a lot of debate out there. I mean, you know, obviously the history with Dwight Howard there, you know, has so much bad blood on, on everything that happened. Um, you know, if he's changed the way it sounds like in some of these interviews, you know, he may be a good help there. Um, for me, I, I think Joachim Noah is just such a great fit. I, I just love him. He just plays his tail off. I still think he has a little basketball left. That would be the direction that I'd go personally. But, you know, I think they want to do their due diligence, look at all these guys and see, you know, who they feel is going to fit in best. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's not a bad group uh, to choose from. And I think they'll be fine. I think as, as much as Davis has is, is made it very public that he does not want to play the five, he's probably going to have to suck it up and play a little bit of five some this year. But, uh, yeah, I think they'll be fine. So I'm leaning towards Marcin Gortat as my choice for the Lakers pick. I think, you know, he, uh, out of all these guys, He's played. <laughs> he's played more recently than uh, guys like Noah or Howard. Uh, I think he's got a little less injury concern than those guys as well. Uh, I am a big fan of Noah. If Noah is still uh, physically able to hold up, you know, I think he's, he's a great defender. Maybe uh, he's a great defender, great rebounder. I love that back in uh, Gortat's day, or even just maybe three years ago, you know, he was able to hit a mid-range jumper, good rebounder, decent defender, probably not as good a defender as both Howard or Noah, but um, I think Gortat might be the most capable right now um, at the current state of these guys. But, you know, it, it'll be it'll be really interesting to see what goes down. I probably, out of the three of them, I, the least the guy I would want is Dwight Howard, but um, so for well, me... I'd, I'd like to take this time to officially apologize to all of the Hoopball, AB, and coach <laughs> listeners for that Marcin Gortat backing. I officially uh, 
declare that I was not part of that season. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, that's it. I feel bored bet number two. Coming. I'm just telling you right now, if I'm up at the wreck tomorrow and, and our man Marcin Gortat's on the side, he might not be my first pick. I'm just saying. That's a, I, I, nothing personal for Marcin, but, you know. <laughs> okay, that's it, Coach. I got board bet number two. Coming oh, come I, on. Let's go. I'm not going to board bet Marcin Gortat. I'm going to say Marcin Gortat will be a Laker. Do you say Joakim oh Noah will, will be a Laker? Is this board bet number two for us, Does Coach? Amazon Prime deliver chicken suits at this hour? <laughs> because I'm going to send it over right now. All right. Yes. Put it on the board, brother. It's official. Well, let's put it on the board. Coach is going for... Joakim Noah as a L.A. Laker. I am vote, voting for Morsin Gortat. Let's see how this goes, and uh, let's see what happens. Interesting stuff here, though, Coach. Uh, it'll be, you know, what, just none of these guys compared to Boogie Cousins. And um, as you said, Coach, very sad to see um, if this is the end uh, or the beginning of the end for DeMarcus Cousins. This is really sad, man. Coach, I remember Boogie Cousins those last years in Sacramento. He was an absolute monster and I thought we were just starting to see the beginning of this beast center um, elite player and to see his time cut short like this hey I mean coach I'm praying that we he comes back healthy and that he is able to return and um, I would love to see that but definitely very discouraging especially you know him suffering an Achilles injury and now this is just for a big man it's just so hard to come back from so fingers crossed coach no doubt okay let's move on to the main course of the show coach you had this great idea of doing a three-man mock draft and we are going to bring a special guest onto the show Coach's son Dawson will be joining us for a three-man mock draft. Dawson, how are you doing? Uh, excuse me, I'm doing good. I'm happy to be here. Um, I'm a little shaken up from that Marcin Gortat pick. <laughs> <laughs> See, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, man. I love it. I love. It. Hey, let me ask you guys: out of those three guys, which guy was still playing in the NBA last season? I think Marcin Gortat. I think Marcin Gortat was the only guy you need to playing. Quit, quit while you're behind. <laughs> you know, Listen, I, I wanted to say something real quick. It's just, it's a pleasure having Dawson on, but. You know, it's it's funny how generations go. My dad was like a psycho NBA guy. I went to games with him from when I was small, and he coached uh, small college basketball, and he was a two-time state championship as a player, as a point guard at the actual high school I ended up coaching at, Erie Cathedral Prep. And then my son has followed in the footsteps. He's a also, psycho NBA guy like us, and has been playing and, and being involved since he was uh, in diapers. So, uh, just what what I wanted to do was bring him on today, just to give a, a little fresh view to sort of what we've been talking about a lot lately. Is you know everybody's asking us who do I take in my you know drafts that are coming up, and we're we're sort of through most of of the. Uh, you know, the, the drafts where you're saving your guys and, and everything else. And now we're into the year year long uh, 
drafts that are going to be coming up. And from all the you know activity in the forums and in the in the uh, in on Twitter, it's amazing. But you know I can never remember it like this. But the top ten or twenty guys, everybody has different opinions on it. And you know we've we've talked about it so many times during these shows in the last couple months with all the player movement and all the even teams. Nobody really knows where that usage is going to go. Who's going to jump up the list? Who's going to fall down the list? So I thought that the best way to, to do this was just have sort of a, a, a quick 15-man draft where the three of us each pick five guys and we'll just draft in order like a mock draft would be and, and put our opinions in there so that people can, you know, take some notes and, and uh, agree or disagree. And then, you know, hit us up on Twitter and on the hoop Dash ball dot com forums to to uh, throw your opinions and we'll get in some some discussions uh in there so we did a a, a, a poll of picks and dawson gets the first pick adrian's second pick and of course i get the third so with no further ado in the the first year-long nine cat uh league mock draft dawson you've got your first pick so for my first pick um there's only a few guys first I think you could debate, really. Maybe three or four at most. But I went with Anthony Davis, I think, was the clearest and uh, safest first pick. Really, there's you know no category he hurts you in. Uh, he could shoot more three-pointers, maybe. But uh, the only thing I'd be afraid of is he misses a handful of games um, every year. But other than that, he's very safe. Everything he does is just productive. What do you guys think about that one? I love the pick, man. I think right there, for me, he's at the top of the list. Only because I love how you said he doesn't hurt you in any category, right? Some of these other guys who we would take there um, may hurt you in uh, turnovers or something. So Anthony Davis, I think he's elite in the most amount of – in more categories, doesn't hurt you anywhere. Um the scarcity on the center position, plus he gets blocks, which is the hardest stat probably to get in fantasy. I love the pick. He would have been my number one pick if I had the first pick. Coach, I, I, think, there? I think it's a terrific pick. You know, the, my fear, and I've had Davis, and he's been great, but he does miss games, and he, you know, misses them. You know, he, he's been in that concussion protocol like four times and missed handfuls of games. And so there's a little fear with that, but no, I can't argue it. I mean, again, he's he's a, you know going to help you in all the stats across the board. No argument there. So you're up, A.B. So with the number two pick, I think the more uh, the popular opinion would be to take James Harden, but, you know, I'm going to try to stay away from his uh, turnovers. And also, I'm a little curious how he's going to look playing next to Russell Westbrook. I think he's still going to be great, don't get me wrong, but I think I'm going to go Steph 
Curry here at pick two only because um, doesn't hurt you in any categories. It's gonna win me threes, um, great in assists, um, good in steals, free throw percentages there. And I'm curious if we see a bump from Steph Curry with Clay Thompson, who's gonna miss the beginning of the season, and with no Kevin Durant. I think they're really gonna lean on Steph Curry. You know, so much has been made um, last year about. The Warriors not being able to win without Kevin Durant. I think Steph Curry's going to come out this year with a chip on his shoulder to say, hey, look, we're still a top team. I'm still the best player on this team. So I'm going to go Steph Curry, guys, with my number two pick. I, You know what? I don't, don't think that that's a bad pick at all. I mean, again, that's why I think we're doing this draft, though, is because you could draw a fine line between so many of these guys it makes it almost impossible to pick. So here I am just in with my very first pick overall in the three-hole and never thought I would have to pick between Giannis and Harden. So I'm scratching my head trying to figure out, you know, there's pluses and minus with, minuses with both guys. But, uh, you know, I think I'm going to take Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, he's, you know, put a lot more muscle on. He seems to just be blowing up in this uh, with Greece and in in getting this FIBA experience. And uh, I don't think we've seen what what is he, he's even capable of, even though he was the MVP. So in the three hole, I just can't pass up Giannis. What do you guys think? Uh, I agree there. Giannis, for sure. If he falls to you at third, I would stick with that. Unless maybe you like James Harden instead. Well, like you were saying uh, already, you know, Harden kills you in the turnovers. You know, there's not many better rebounders than Giannis. Blocks and steals, he both helps you in. So I think that's a pretty safe pick at three for sure. Yeah, I mean, no no complaints from me here. A little surprised you didn't go Harden, but, um, you know, it, um, Giannis, I mean, what, what can we say? The Greek freak, right? I mean, the MVP season he had this last year looked fantastic. Word is he's uh, working on threes, working on his outside shot. I mean, could you imagine if he adds that to his game? I mean, um, he's going to be elite, arguably, you know, a, one of the best players in the league. So, no, uh, it was a great choice. All right. Well, that puts Dawson back on the clock for pick number four. So for four, obviously, I think uh, James Harden is the safe pick here. Um, you know, we all mentioned him already, especially to pair up with AD. That's a guy that will just carry you in points. You know, three-pointers made is another one. Free throws made is a huge one. Uh, with Russell Westbrook coming in, a lot of people don't think it will work. You know, there, you know there's only so much usage that you know players on their team that will get that usage i don't think anyone else aside from those two guys will dribble the ball at all like period so james harden i don't think he'll have that much of a step down from last season i love the pick uh, i mean heck we could have done this with another group of people he could have gone number one so uh the best guy on the board um you know i'm not I'm not too worried about Westbrook being there. We saw Westbrook coexisting with Paul George and Paul George excelling. So I think, um, if anything, we might see the same thing with Harden. So, uh, man, rumor is he's he's working on some new move, right? Curious what that's going to be. But anyways, 
great choice there. I mean, I think that, I mean, like, I'll tell you what, if I had that pick, I wouldn't even want Harden, but I would feel like I almost would have no choice but to pick Harden there. So, great. Oh, I, yeah, I mean, I I think it's a toss-up. I mean, I was almost going to take him with the Giannis pick. So, you know, I mean, when you look at the amount of free throws he makes and his percentage alone, it just one man can carry you in one category, uh, you know, alone. So, all right, man, you're on the board. Are you going to take Clay right. Thompson to go with uh, Steph Curry? No, <laughs> definitely not. You know, I want to get a big – I took Steph Curry with my first pick. Uh, I want to get some blocks, right? So I'm looking at a big – I was thinking maybe Jokic, Cat, but Jokic doesn't really get you blocks. So I'm going to go over to Cat. Um, I, You know, this guy finished last year in nine categories as the number three overall player in fantasy. So um, I think he's going to be great this year. I'm hoping he matures, he improves. And uh, I, I got my big to pair up with Steph Curry. I'm going Cat. Yeah, I love that pick. I think the second half of uh, last year especially, he was just phenomenal. And I think he's, unless you count Davis as a center, the the best choice you have at center. Three-point percentage as well, and uh, three-pointers made is a huge thing if you can get that from your center, especially if you're taking him that high. So I love that pick. I'm super bummed because I wanted Cap very badly there. I, you know, I, I am not the biggest Jokic guy, and I know everybody says why the dude's a triple-double and this and that and everything else, and Denver's an up-and-coming team, but I still think Cat's a step above Jokic. Uh, so it's my pick, and man, oh man, I, you know, I just, it's hard to step away from Jokic at this point, but... You know, I'm looking at Embiid, to be honest with you, as well. Again, you know, is he going to miss games? Uh, Jokic seems to be pretty durable. Um, and uh, I, I think I'm forced to go with Jokic here. And I, against, you know, he's not my favorite guy, like I said. But the dude, I mean, you know, assists. He was in the top, I think he was seventh in the league in assists last year. Or something ridiculous as a center uh you know you just can't deny uh his abilities i hope he's in good gets in a little bit better shape and uh you know denver if they're going to be great he's going to have to be great so i like the pick uh i almost think you know i could tell probably not as you, it wasn't your first choice, but you kind of almost feel like you got to go Jokic there. I mean, finished as player number seven last year. Um, you know, one of the things that I love about that pick, too, is that he gets you assists like a point guard from your center position. So, Coach, you went Giannis with your first pick, who's pretty decent in assists. Now you go Jokic. I mean, that you got two guys who help you in that assist category. It, I just love getting that out-of-position stats. I think it was a great choice. Um, One last thing, centers that give you good percentages, shoots it well from the field, good free-throw shooter. I love that, man. Yeah, I would have got Jokic as well there, for sure. Um, but for my next pick, I'm going with Damian Lillard, actually. Wow. Ooh. <laughs> I, th- I know that might be a controversial one. Uh, at number seven, at this point in the draft, I feel like there's a handful of guys you could take. Uh, you know, Paul George, Kawhi even. But 
for me, Lillard, you know, I hear some of those other names and I get worried about load management. Lillard played 80 games last season, averaging 26 points a game, 37% from three. I just think he's a... He's really going to have to carry this team if the Blazers want to make the playoffs this year. I like that pick, man. He, you actually sniped me there. I was hoping to get Lillard. Um, yeah, I think maybe right here is where the draft kind of really starts because there's some different ways you can go here. So I was really hoping you were going to go another direction. I love the pick. Um, let's see. You got Lillard. You got um, – you took Harden now Lillard, so you're 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 locking up threes, right? You got two elite three pointers with Harden now Lillard. Um, maybe the only one knock on Lillard bogs you down a little bit with your field goal uh, percentage, but I was gonna take him, so um, he's still so good. Finished as player uh, number six last year in nine category leagues. He's locked and loaded for another outstanding season. Great pick. Um, yeah, all you, right, you can't you can't argue that pick at all, man. He's yeah, he's awesome. And my favorite play of the year was when he hit that three, like from half court, right up in Paul George's grill. That was awesome. Yeah, outstanding. So I'm in a conundrum, man. I uh, I'm kind of on tilt right now. I was really hoping Lillard would be there. I'm looking at my ranking right now. I don't want to go Embiid because I'm worried about the health and DNPs. I'm a little bit I, – I do like LeBron, but but I got him a little bit further down my ranking. I'll tell you what. I think I'm going to go uh, with a guy I, – I, I think I'm going to go with Bradley Beal here with my next pick. Wow. Um, you know, last year – let's see. Finished as player number 10 last year. Um, I think he's going to be great. We're not – no John Wall. Um, so I think he's going to be the number one guy on a not-so-great team, by the way. So I think we're going to see some inflated stats, just the fact that the Wizards are going to really force-feed him and look for him to score. So I think Beal's going to have a good season. Now, the only one thing I'm a little worried about is possibility he gets traded in the middle of the year if the Wizards decide to completely go for a rebuild so that's a little scary if he ends up in a situation not as good but I'll be honest guys I had him a little bit further down my list but these guys that I'm looking at ahead of him I don't know I just decided to go Beal here yeah I absolutely love that pick I think this is the slot around this area where he belongs to be taken or he's supposed to be taken but I think this is a guy that will slip down in a lot of drafts so if you can get him 12 13 absolutely take him he played 82 games last season, led the league in minutes, and that's you know extremely durable. And he'll be come in as a leader. So and they're looking to win games because they're really going nowhere. So yeah, I, I mean he played 82 games last year, one of the only stars that did it. And you know you can't you can't beat it. Now you know I'm like everybody else. I think I have him like 15th or 16th on my board. And this seems high, but man, you know, I, you know, he's such a good player. And here, he's a guy I think that'll be on the Olympics next year. By the way, I think he'll be one of those guys that steps up. So, good pick, man. A little early, maybe, but good. And this get lets me pick the guy that I've been touting. You know what's coming, Adrian. <laughs> I've been touting this guy because I took him in my dynasty league. Even I just. I'm ecstatic to take. I'm taking my talents, not from South Beach, but to here with LeBron James. I think that um, 
again, as I've stated on this show multiple times, I think last year was uh, sort of a off season for him. I don't. He didn't play hard on D. He knew they weren't going anywhere, so he's sort of, you know, 100% healthy right now with Davis. I I, I really feel he's going to make an MVP run. That's how much I'm high on LeBron this year. So I am thrilled to add him to my Giannis and Jokic squad with Mr. LeBron James. You know, LeBron is a really interesting guy this year, Coach and uh, uh, Dawson. And I think one of the reasons is is last year, you know, due to injury, due to the Lakers just tanking, we saw LeBron probably have one of the worst seasons in in his history in the NBA. I mean, I don't know. Where did he finish? Dude, like, he added 28 points a game. Give him a break. But my whole point is is that this year, I think we're going to see him kind of come at a really good value, meaning I've seen him on ranking lists out of the top 10 and why I think this is so great is because it would not surprise me if we see the, the renaissance King LBJ and he has the year that we're used to and he finishes it as like a top five player so th- this is what makes I think him really interesting this year is people are devaluing him how I just mentioned and I think it's possible he falls in that 10 range in your draft or even in that early teen range this is a guy that could easily finish top five so this is why I think LeBron's an interesting guy good pick coach i got him 15th in that other league so i mean people are devaluing him exactly what i mean if if he's not a top five guy at the end of the year i would be shocked yeah lebron i really like as well you know 34 percent from three does not hurt you anymore that's not a a concern for him anymore um it's hard to tell if he's you know he's getting old and breaking down or if that was just a freak injury for him uh, so I like that pick there as well. I think his uh, turnover numbers playing point guard will be up this year, but if you can afford that, then I do like that pick. All right. All right. Dawson, who do you got next? This one is tough. Um, I think I'm going to have to go Paul George here. And, you know, I was thinking of Russell Westbrook, but I really just can't do the turnovers. Three-point percentage is just brutal. I know – Paul George last season, especially that first half, was looking like an MVP. Uh, but we really haven't seen him like that since that shoulder injury. So the big question for him will be how he recovers. Will he be the Paul George that we saw in the playoffs last year? Or will he make that full return? Uh, not sure if he's going to be ready for the start of the season. I don't believe he is. Yeah, they're saying he could miss up to three to four weeks at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So that definitely does hurt, but if he bounces back even to 75% of what he was coming in uh, of la- the start of last season, then he's just, I think he's got a higher, the highest ceiling out of anyone that you can get at this spot. I like the pick. Uh, you know, guys, he finished as the number two overall player last year in fantasy. Yeah. So as long as he doesn't miss a lot of time, my, and you know, I, I'm a Clipper fan. I'm in the LA area. I really got my fingers crossed that he only misses a few weeks and not a month to six weeks. I really hope it's more the two to three week range because if he gets back and if he's the any, if he's the Paul George we saw, the MVP candidate we saw in OKC last year, that is going to be an outstanding pick because he's going to be a top three fantasy asset once he's healthy. He's going to be giving you top five numbers easily. So I think that's a great pick. 
he's definitely worth the risk. And he's one of those breaker bus guys. If he is back and playing at that level, like you said, I mean, he was number two last year overall. He could win you a league, uh, you know, taking him in the low, you know, teens or wherever he ends up going. All right, AB. Oh, man. So this is a tough one for me. Um, I, I mean, I really want to take Jimmy Butler here. I'll be honest with you. But the highest guy on my board is Kyrie Irving right now. I got him number uh, nine in my rankings, and he's still on the board. So I kind of feel like I got to take Kyrie Irving here. Um, you know, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm not like a big Kyrie Irving fan reality-wise, but I do think he's going to have a good season as long as he can stay healthy um, in on the Nets. Um, they're missing KD. I think he's really going to show that he made the right decision to go to Brooklyn by balling out. Um, I think he's going to have a big year just because he's going to be the number one alpha. He's going to have the ball in his hand. Um, doesn't really hurt you anywhere. So I guess I'm going to go Kyrie Irving here. I think it's, uh, you know, it it's, might be a small reach. I've got him a little lower, but Brooklyn plays up tempo, and he could be an absolute monster. It could be a great pick. I agree with that. Um, Russell Westbrook is another guy that I think people would consider there, but Kyrie, just efficiency-wise, just destroys Westbrook. So I know if you're all about that, then that's a you know that's a guy you'd want. And I'm going to shock everybody with this pick. It makes no sense because I have big guys. I have Giannis, Jokic, and LeBron. And I know that the pick probably here would be a Westbrook or some of those guys, but I am not going to let Joel Embiid go any further. I think Joel Embiid is an absolute monster, and I will find a place on my team for him anytime. So my pick is Joel Embiid. I like Joel Embiid. I think he's fantastic. I'm a little scared off of him personally this year, only because you know we know there's some health concerns there. Maybe possibly DNPs. The other one thing I'm worried about is they added Al Horford, who, you know, I, I think Embiid and Horford can coexist together. I think they can be on the court at the same time. But I also think there's times where if the game's a blowout, maybe they just don't bring Embiid in towards the end of the game because when you got Al Horford, you know, why not rest Embiid? So I'm, I still love Embiid. Uh, reality-wise, one of my favorite players, one of the best centers in the NBA. You know, he's number eight on my ranking list, so I I probably should have went Embiid, a great choice. I think I just shied away from him just to kind of play it a little bit on the safe side, but great pick, Coach. Yeah, if you want to be safe, definitely he's not going to be the guy that you're going to target, but 27.5 and, and 13.5 and is just monster numbers. I mean, this guy is a when he plays, he's absolutely dominant. It just depends on if he plays, and you really can't predict that. So it will just and, depend. And my, my reasoning on, on him is based on Horford. I think Horford is going to be the perfect mix for him because he can teach him. He can calm him down. He can help on defense. You know, Horford isn't a post-up player, so Embiid's going to still own everything inside. I think he is going to be the guy that, you know, Horford, that brings Embiid to the next level. Good pick. All right, Dawson, where are we going next? Last pick. Last pick. So this one is tricky, but uh, I think I have to take Jimmy Butler here. 
Oh, you sniped him again. <laughs> if you look at the, uh, you know, the usage of Miami, you see them playing Justice Winslow at point guard, getting a lot of that usage. That just goes to show you that Jimmy Butler will take up most of that. I think he could be in a slim, similar position, bringing the ball up the floor, running their offense, really. Um, you know, I, especially with my team, I think I have right now uh, Paul George, Lillard, and Harden. I think I can afford a guy that doesn't shoot as well from three. But depending on how you are in that category, he might not be best. But he doesn't kill you. 34%, I think, from three. So not too bad there at all. Solid pick. I like the pick. I was actually going to take him with my last pick. Um, I think he's going to be extra motivated in Miami. Uh, and I think he's going to be the number one alpha. That's his team. And I think he's really going to show out this year and have an out. You know, as long as he's on the court, he's one of the best players in the NBA. And uh, I think he's going to have a good year. And I think he's going to be healthy all year. I think he's kind of put the – I'm hoping he put the injuries behind him and he's ready to go. I I think we're going to see a really motivated Jimmy Butler. And that could be pretty scary, man. I, I agree. I think he's going to be more motivated and more comfortable where he's at than he has been in the last three or four years. So he could be a guy that just blows up this year. I, I think he could be terrific. Yeah, you know, for the first time in maybe ever, this is like where he wants to be, right? He didn't get traded. This is He chose to be in Miami. They're giving him the keys to the car. I'm expecting him to just go crazy. All right, uh, my last pick. So, you know, I got Curry. I got Beal. I got Irving. I'm loaded with guards. I'm kind of looking for a big here. So even though this guy's not at the top of my list, and I actually got him, like, in the middle of the second round, I'm just kind of really looking for a big right now. Let let me guess. Marcin Gortat. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, not Gortat, but he is an international player. I'm going to go Nick. Nikola Vucevic here. Um, look, uh, finished as player number five last year in nine category leagues. Um, yeah. I They paid him money. They committed. The Orlando Magic had committed themselves to Vucevic, which was a surprise to me, guys. I'll be honest with you. I thought they were going to let Vucevic go. I thought they were going to maybe go younger and go Mo Bamba. But they signed Vucevic, I think, to a five- or six-year deal. So I think uh, I think he's kind of locked and loaded this year. I love that he's not going to hurt me anywhere. Um, no negatives in any category. Shoots it well from the field. Um he, you know, one of the things that surprised me last year, blocked some shots last year, which surprised me. I've never known him as a shot blocker, so I really hope he keeps that up. Yeah, I really like uh, Vucevic as well. I think the Magic, you know, they're on the uptrend. They they were in a situation where they thought they were going to trade all their big pieces and just restart young, but now in a weak Eastern Conference, you know, they look like uh, playoff locks almost, I, I think, for sure. And, uh, very safe pick you know even he's not very injury prone nothing like that i think he'll go up there and be tough i think it's solid at this point uh i think he's the best center on the board i like vuk i think he'll he'll do well for you and i will finish out the draft with the point guard that's only averaged a triple double for three years in a row (laughs) i mean i don't care if he turns the ball over mr russell westbrook will join my all-star squad uh i mean you know I know his percentages and all the heat he's taken about that, but I have seen a lot of video of 
him and Harden working out, shooting. So I think he can only go up from there and uh, do well. So I'll give a quick recap so our listeners can shoot some stuff over to the forum and on Twitter. And I'll tell you where you can find us on Twitter. Uh, so you can give your opinions on who has the best squads here. We've got Dawson with Anthony Davis, James Harden, Damian Lillard, Paul George, and Jimmy Butler. Mr. A.B. has Steph Curry, Cat, Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving, and Vukovic. And I have Giannis Antetokounmpo, Jokic, LBJ, Joel Embiid, and Mr. Russell Westbrook. So there we go, listeners. That's uh, just a little feel for that, that, you know, very important picks uh, in the draft. And uh, hopefully that gives everybody a little help. Even our friends around the world, my Ser- our Serbian following and everybody else that's out there. So, And I did want to mention, none of us even uh, mentioned Kawhi Leonard. Which, for me, the reason was just the load management, but I wanted to get your guys' take on that. I mean, I... Go ahead. No, I'm... You know, I do like Kawhi Leonard. I actually got him ranked 15th on my ranking, so I got him right at the beginning uh, of the second round. You know, I'm a little worried, too, of the load management, DNPs. Um, You know, I don't know. I I probably should have had him... On my team somewhere. That's a really great that you mentioned him, actually. Because now that I think about it, man, I probably could have used him on um, Team Adrian. What's funny is I have him ranked 11th on my board, (laughs) but I just kept passing him by. I just, same thing. I just like, you know, is he going to have load management? How is he, you know, what role is he going to play? Is George going to take more shots than him? I mean, there's a lot of questions. Okay. so who knows? I got an interesting take of maybe why we pass him by. Look, Kawhi Leonard last year, outstanding season, finished his player 18. I, not, yeah. So off the top of my head, I think he missed quite a few games just due to load management. So, you know, I'm kind of got him in the same situation as last year, right? So I would see him kind of having a similar year than last year. So maybe we can expect him to finish in that 18 to 16 range. And maybe that's why we all kind of decided to overlook him. I don't know. Could be. I mean, it's again, that's, that's why we're putting this all out there for sure. But a couple of things before we wrap up, I wanted to mention just, uh, you know, I, I had broke the news last week on the show. Wanted to mention it again. Uh, here at, at hoop-ball.com, we're, we're getting involved with a, a DFS basketball uh, that will be coming up. We're going to uh, launch in the preseason uh, and go through some of, uh, of that stuff, and, and we'll be doing those shor- shows uh, on a daily basis. So we really want to be you know, uh, the go-to place for all of your basketball, You know, all, all the news. We have tremendous uh, local podcasts from with the Clippers and a bunch of teams now that we have uh, direct uh, podcasts on locally uh, we you know we cater to the dynasty leagues the year-long leagues head-to-head leagues daily fantasy uh, you know we want to really uh, own the space for you guys out there so uh, hit us up on uh, hoop-ball.com on the forums 
My Twitter is at Joe Sarvati. That's J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I, also known as Coach. And look forward to uh, hearing all your comments. And I'd like to thank my son for being part of the, the show tonight. It was fun to have him on for the first time. And maybe if uh, a couple of his guys pan out, we'll get him on again someday. Hey, yeah, thank you uh, so much for having me, guys. This is uh, fun for me. I'll be on here anytime you need a third guy to jump in. Dawson, you were fantastic, Coach. I think we need to have him on uh, often on this pod. Uh, we will make up reasons to uh, include him onto the show. He was fantastic. Thank you so much, Dawson. Guys, one last thought. Uh, tomorrow, we are recording this Thursday night. To, we, you're probably listening to this on Friday. The Hoop Ball Draft Guide is dropping today you guys this means it that this means fantasy has officially started when the hoop ball draft guide is out you guys 400 plus player profiles handcrafted projections and rankings um content by the great legendary aaron brewski himself along with dan bespris mike passador um the Brewski 150 alone is reason to get the draft guide. So, you guys, go get the Hoop Ball draft guide. Um, we poured in blood, sweat, and tears into this thing for you guys to dominate your drafts. Get this thing, start studying it now, and uh, kill your drafts and have a fantastic fantasy season. Coach, any closing thoughts there? Yeah, I am with you, man. I, one correction, though, the, the draft guide is, is the best guide in the industry. you got to have it if, if you're playing fantasy basketball. So you have to get that draft guide. It, it'll be out today when the show uh, comes out. You'll be able to, to catch, uh, catch that. It is phenomenal. It, it, it does not include the Brewski Top 150. That's the oh. question I had to make. Uh, that will drop later as it gets closer to the preseason uh, you know, when because uh, that's fine tuned. I mean, that really moves a lot of you know people's thinking in the marketplace because it's such a well respected list. So, I, I would recommend jumping on this draft guide uh, today and then keep your eyes out for the Brewski 150, it'll be out later and we'll keep you posted on that. But again, thanks for listening and, and look forward to next week. All right, you guys, as Coach said, thank you guys a lot for listening, supporting the show. We'll see you guys next week. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.